Hello, this is the Sri Lankan News Podcast. Every day I bring you news headlines from Sri Lanka. If you would like to stay updated about the daily news, politics and international relations of Sri Lanka, be sure to subscribe to this podcast. Hello and welcome to the Sri Lankan News Podcast. Today is Thursday, 27th of May 2021. Starting off with the daily news, It reports that the new Attorney General Sanjay Rajaratnam took oaths before President Gotabe Rajapaksa yesterday. Rajaratnam assumed duties as the 48th Attorney General of Sri Lanka. The Parliamentary Council has unanimously approved the appointment of Acting Solicitor General Sanjay Rajaratnam as the new Attorney General. Rajaratnam, who has a career span of 34 years in the Attorney General's department, had joined the profession in April 1988. Previously, he held the post of Senior State Counsel, Deputy Solicitor General, Additional Solicitor General and Senior Additional Solicitor General until his appointment as Acting Solicitor General in October 2019. According to Salon Today, Transparency International Sri Lanka has issued a statement regarding the lingering concerns on the port city. TISL was one of the petitioners that had challenged the Port City Bill. In a statement, TISL has said that the increase of risks pertaining to attracting and facilitating black money could also lead to Sri Lanka being downgraded in the Financial Action Task Force rankings. TISL warns that it would have a detrimental effect on the country's ability to obtain foreign aid, loans and investment. TISL further said that according to the Tax Justice Network, An estimated 21 to 32 trillion dollars of private financial wealth is located untaxed in secrecy or offshore jurisdictions around the world. These offshore jurisdictions result in corporate tax abuse, private and capital tax evasion, as well as cross-border illicit financial flaws. The Daily Mirror reports that the Civil Aviation Authority of Sri Lanka has announced that the government has decided to lift the temporary restrictions imposed on inbound travelers with effect from 1st of June. However, according to the Civil Aviation Authority chairman, Upul Dharmadasa, the restriction on passengers who have been to India within the last 14 days will continue until further notice. However, all inbound travelers should be mandatorily quarantined at a quarantine hotel, a quarantine center, or a safe and secure certified level 1 hotel until the completion of 14 days as per the guidelines issued by the Director General of Health, irrespective of the type or number of vaccines or doses administered. Further, Sri Lankan passport holders and dual citizens do not require any approval to land in Sri Lanka. Moving on to the evolving situation on the Singaporean flagship MV Express Pearl, the Ceylon Today reports that the entire ship deck has been destroyed by the fire. The morning newspaper says that the authorities are now preparing for the worst-case scenario of an oil spill from the burning ship. However, as of last evening, there had not been any reports of an oil spill. Two vessels which had arrived from India to assist in dousing the flames aboard the ship were in fact primarily to contain a potential oil spill. Meanwhile, the Daily Mirror reports that the Central Environmental Authority has said that they are assessing the environmental damage caused by the fire in the vessel and they were taking measures to minimize the damage. The CEA has also said that the debris coming from the ship has not yet been separately classified and therefore it is extremely dangerous to touch or collect them. 
While the CEA has urged people not to touch or collect any of the debris floating in the seas, several people along the coast collected them yesterday. Eight people who have collected the debris from the ship have already been arrested. The Daily Mirror also reports that the Army Commander General Shavendra Silva has said that the vaccination rollout which commenced in the Kurunagala district will be extended to Gaul and Mathura districts from tomorrow. People living in these areas will be inoculated with the 500,000 doses of Sinopharm vaccines that arrived in Sri Lanka a few days ago. He has further said that the vaccination drive is carried out in selected areas as per the recommendations of the epidemiology unit. Thus far, the vaccination drive in Sri Lanka was limited to citizens of the Western Province, which had a higher number of cases since the disease outbreak. Meanwhile, the Salon Today reports that the JVP leader Anurakumara Disanayaka has said that the process of vaccine distribution has become highly politicized. He has said that if the government wishes to obtain a result from this period of travel restrictions, they must organize vaccine distribution in an efficient manner, devoid of politics. Disanayaka said, that for the government to eliminate this virus from the country, 70% of the public must be vaccinated against COVID-19. According to the National Plan for Vaccine Distribution, which the Sri Lankan government presented to the World Health Organization, there is a clear method to distribute the vaccine. Speaking at the handing over of the second donation of Sinopharm vaccines to Sri Lanka at the Bandar Naik International Airport, the Chinese ambassador in Colombo, Chi Hong, said that lifting the traditional friendship between the two nations to new heights, China and Sri Lanka have helped each other since the outbreak of the pandemic. He said this while handing over 500,000 doses of Sinopharm vaccines to the health minister, Pravitra Vanyarachi. He further said, as a good neighbour, a good friend and a good partner of Sri Lanka through thick and thin, in the past, present or future, as long as something is beneficial to Sri Lanka, China will never be absent. The Daily Mirror also reports that according to a spokesman from the opposition leader's office, the health condition of opposition leader Sajid Premadasa and his wife who contracted the COVID-19 virus is improving. However, both are still receiving treatment in a private hospital in Colombo. Meanwhile, the Daily News reports that 10 staffers of the opposition leader's office in Parliament have contracted COVID-19. Issuing a media statement regarding the Level 4 US travel warning to Sri Lanka, the Defence Ministry said that the reports on terrorist threats or such related activities have not been revealed in Sri Lanka. The media statement said that the U.S. travel warning on Sri Lanka is a general travel warning given by the U.S. State Department under the Level 4 category. Although the U.S. travel advisory regarding Sri Lanka has been issued due to the COVID-19 situation, the threat of terrorism is also included by default. The Morning reports that according to Ministry of Energy Secretary KDR Olga, Increasing fuel prices is the only solution for the urgent need to control the domestic demand for fuel in the face of the foreign exchange crisis that the country is faced at the present. She has said that in the event of a hike in fuel prices, only the prices of petrol and other petroleum products will be increased and not the prices of diesel as it is directly related to the daily needs of the people. 
She has also noted that if there is an increase in fuel prices, it is not to inconvenience the public, but to control the local demand for fuel. It costs about $3 billion a year to import petroleum and related products. In the current situation, it should be controlled because it is a huge expense. The Daily Mirror reports that prison spokesman Chandana Ekanayaka has said that a total of 260 prisoners were released on a presidential pardon given due to the Vesak Poya Day. Prisoners from 29 prisons have been released under the special presidential pardon. Accordingly, 205 male prisoners and two female prisoners have been released. 53 out of the 247 prisoners who have been sentenced to life have also been qualified for the release. That's all the news headlines for today. If you enjoyed this podcast, please share it with others who might find it useful too. Thank you for listening. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Sri Lanka News Podcast. If you would like to stay updated about the daily news, politics and international relations of Sri Lanka, be sure to subscribe to this podcast. 